Do you want to go through a set of practice before? Sure. Okay. All right. True or false? The B in BMW stands for Bavaria. False. True or false? Mike is usually short for bicycle. False. <laughs> Who killed Alexander Hamilton? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Hey Jeremy. Yes, Gazette. Do you like quizzes? Yes. It's not. It's not a quiz. It's more of a. I've got a quiz game for you. Uh huh. Is it a lightning round? So it's a it's a game format I borrowed from a very old Japanese game show called Time Shock. Okay. So this is a question and answer game. I'm gonna ask you 12 questions in the span of 60 seconds. Okay. The questions are evenly spaced out throughout the 60 seconds, so there's no benefit to answering early. Okay. I'm gonna start a stopwatch on my end so that I I although maybe that'll freak me out, but yeah. What comes next? 10 a.m., 11 a.m., uh, 12 p.m. Making a list and checking it twice. Who is Santa Claus? Rock paper scissors. What loses to rock? Scissors. In the English alphabet, what is the ninth letter? L. The 50 <laughs> United States. Which one comes first alphabetically? Alabama. One-digit prime numbers. How many are there? Four. What's a million megabytes? Petabyte. Presidents of the United States. Who was the second? John Adams. Including this one, how many questions have I asked? Eight. What is three to the third power? Twenty-seven. After Brexit, the European Union now has how many member states? Seventeen. Finish the sentence. Richard of York gave battle in. Pork. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I got as many right this round. <laughs> well, let's go through it. I think I got the state wrong, but which is funny because I should have seen it in drop downs. But is a Alabama? That's pretty. That's Alabama. Alabama is correct.、Oh, okay, it is ahead of Alaska. Yeah, I got lucky, or my subconscious remembered that you see Alabama first because I I definitely only went about two letters deep, and then and then ter terminated my search. I'm really embarrassed that I couldn't get the the number letter conversion because.、Uh, I do a lot of puzzle hunts with my friends, and also I know that my first name starts with the tenth letter J, but apparently I could I went two forward instead of one backward. <laughs> What actually happened is I know M is thirteen, and so I went one minus M. But then why would you know M is thirteen? You know, if you,、uh, the halfway point is a natural place to divide、oh. the alphabet. All right, five seconds. How many letters are there in the English language? Twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> How many letters are there in the Spanish language? It depends.、Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I think Enya is still a separate letter. Uh huh. Che is they, no they, longer. They buckled、letter. to the might of the ASCII、uh, standard、yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like, hey, come、yeah. on, it's too hard to sort text differently. Um. Anyway, let's go through the questions just <clears throat>、yeah. very quickly. Uh, what comes next? Ten a.m., eleven a.m., twelve p.m. Yeah, I figured you didn't. You didn't just want noon. <laughs> uh, making a list and checking it twice. Santa Claus. Uh, rock paper scissors. What loses to rock? That was the tricky one because normally you think of it in terms of what beats what. In the winning、yeah. cycles, yeah. In the English alphabet, what is the ninth letter? It's I. It is. Which state comes first alphabetically? Alabama. One-digit prime numbers. There are four. Oh, I got that right. What's a million megabytes? It's a terabyte, not a petabyte. Yeah, I knew I was missing one, but I just like gigapeta, gigapeta. <laughs> I gotta say something. Um, presidents of the United States. Who was the second? John Adams. You got that one really quickly. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. John Adams, but like, is... not many people know who's the second president. People who have seen the Hamilton musical do. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to the <laughs> Adams administration. <laughs> There's a whole song about it. 
Though, though the, I mean, this would be another good trivia question, is he doesn't appear in the play. He's mentioned several times, but there no, no actor depicts him, yeah. Including this one, how many questions have I asked? It's nine. You answered eight, I think. Oh, including this one. Well, I was, I, w- I mean, I was going by gut. Anyway, after I, immediately after I said eight, I looked at the stopwatch. Oh, I forgot you had the And clock. it said 40-something. And then I was like, oh, lucky, I got it right. But I didn't include this one, apparently. Uh, what is three to the third power is 27? After Brexit, the European Union now has how many member states? The answer is 27. Whoa. I was hoping that, because you probably don't know the answer, you would just say the same thing again. Wait, same thing again? Three to the third power is Oh, you sneak. I did say 17, which is probably not a coincidence. Yeah, probably oh, not. Oh, wow, that's really funny. I, I totally missed that. And, and there it is, the anchoring effect. So this is a fun thing where you, you have people take out a, a bill out of your wallet, write down the last right. two digits of the serial number on a piece of paper, uh-huh. and then ask them how many countries are in Africa or the European Union. Oh. And the people who like happen to write down like one, two, will guess a lower number than the people that happen to write down 89. Interesting. But like the last two digits are essentially random. I mean, and, and they know it, right? I mean, it's not like there's no reason it should, but just... That's interesting. So I wonder if you anchored me on the seven, because I said 17. It probably did happen, yeah. What's funny is I was like, oh, it's probably about 20 and then <laughs> and then and then united kingdom left so now it's down to 17 <laughs> i don't know why that that's what you get in lightning round uh yeah logic <laughs> let me chop off a little bit off the end so let's say 17 so there are 28 european union member states before brexit but like for a long while there were 27 and i think croatia joined in 2013 or something the phrase eu 27 depending on which era you're referring to, now has two different meanings. Goodness. Which makes it confusing. Yes. And uh, finish the sentence. Richard of York gave battle in... You have no idea. Okay, oh wait, let me, do I, can I get some more guesses? Yeah, sure. Um, Richard of York gave battle in 1227. It's one word. One syllable word. Richard of York gave battle in... If there are any British listeners in our audience, they'd be shouting at their phone. Oh, did he battle in Croatia? Oh, no, wait. I know, remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. Wait, did he fight uh, Guy Fox? I don't think so. I don't think those two events are in the same <laughs> century. Okay, I give up. Or give me a starting letter. Here's a, here's a hint. Take the first letter of each word. Oh, Roy G. Biv. There you go. Uh, keep battle in... So I got the first letter, but in violence um speaking of v for vendetta though now i need to replay i need to replay the guy fox introduction scene where he uses every word that starts with the v in the english language in a monologue is the thing that richard of york gave battle in in the guy fox v monologue in v for vendetta it's a phrase it's not like a place or a time uh in virtue gave battle in venice um i just can't think of anything starts with v you want the answer yes in vain. Oh, that's a weird phrase. Like, in vain, like, pointlessly? Yeah, pointlessly, yeah. Pointlessly. Uh, which, that's a funny expression. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But also, it's when you split in from vain and leave me here hanging. Yeah, exactly. It's, right, right. it's like, so it's, hard. It's very hard to guess if you don't know the sentence already. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in America, and also, I think, in New Zealand, they do Raiji Biv, mm-hmm. which... It's not a very good mnemonic. <laughs> like, what is Rudgy Biv? Yeah. It starts okay, like, okay, this is a person's name. And then it's just four more letters dumped on the end. But it works. It's unique enough. It sticks in your head. I guess Rudgy Biv, well, at least the seven colors would have existed by 1776. But I don't know if the mnemonic Rudgy Biv 
what did they have said? Richard of York gave battle in vain? In 1776. Yeah, when was that mnemonic? Well, one of the many categories that I'm poorly equipped if I ever go on Jeopardy is the history of the British Isles monarchy. <laughs> Usually in Jeopardy rules, last name is good enough. So, like, you could say Adams if you think it's a president and you get two chances or, or Bush or whatever. Do they make you specify which one you mean? Not typically. It's possible that maybe if the category is U.S. presidents, they would make you. Just like, because, come on, starting multiple choice. But definitely, you have to say George Third Because the, all of them are George. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, I know that that's a thing. If you're saying, like, kings, and I'm not sure about popes. Popes also seem to redraw from a limited set. What was the last time that a pope used a new name? Francis. Oh, he's Francis the First. No, Francis the First. yeah. It's really funny. Do like bishops and and cardinals and whatever like think about man. If I ever were pope, this is the name I would bring in. Usually, the convention is choose the name from like a pool of names. That so, have how many been names used. were in the pool that have been reused? I don't know. Let me ask you this: take out a dollar bill and write down the last two digits, ha! and then tell me how many pope names there have been. This is the whatever the opposite of a lightning round. Um, <laughs> uh, the Wikipedia round. <laughs> yes, this is the what. Wait, no, there have been 266 posts, but that's not the answer to the question. Nice, there's a frequency table in Wikipedia. Oh, interesting. Okay, so according to this, 28 names have been used two or more times, which is funny because my guess was 27 again. Um, Antipope? What the heck is an antipope? <laughs> is that like a shadow church? And there was no John the 20th. It went from John the 19th to John the 21st. I can't believe there's something called antipope, and I'm just learning about it now. Is it an official title? Yes, and in no, but in Latin, it's antipapa. <laughs> It's a person who, someone who calls himself Pope, but history judges, I guess they weren't the Pope. I mean. Oh, I see. Like a fake Pope. I mean, I don't think at the time they do it, they consider themselves anti-Pope. I think they consider themselves Pope, and the people who back them probably consider themselves Pope, too. It's not surprising. In multiple millennia, there have been some succession crises, but it's really funny looking down at Wikipedia to see. Oh, like, so maybe whoever the 20th was a legit Pope. Uh, No, that's the note clarifies. No Pope or anti-Pope used John the 20th. Oh, there was confusion about whether or not there was John the 14th. So I guess the next guy who wanted to use John was like, let me be safe and leave a buffer in case they have to renumber. At the time, John the 21st what, dubbed himself John the 21st. He thought there were 20 Johns before him. Historians later realized that two previous Johns were actually the same John or something. Did he know that there was a confusion at the time or was it not even considered a confusion at the time? Because like, why not just pick something other than John? I mean, it's John been used so much. It's sort of like um, when there's like a dinosaur called Brontosaurus, and then they're like, just kidding, no, there wasn't. You're like, what do you mean? Yes, there was. You have its bones. Like, no, it was a dinosaur, but it's not a Brontosaurus. It was just a smaller Apatosaurus. I have no idea what you're talking about. That, that's a fiction that people made up? <laughs> um, so, the, wait, the Brontosaurus is back? Wait, how did I miss this news five years ago? This is like Pluto being discovered and then being kicked out, and then if they decided a Pluto is a planet again. This is crazy. Oh, wow. I can't believe I. it's been five years and I still thought the Brontosaurus didn't exist. Because uh, like, I had like kids' book where I've been like teasing Soto Voce like, under my breath to, while reading to Ethan, like, the Brontosaurus is very big. And then I'm like, it's actually a patosaurus. But uh, don't, no need to confuse Ethan uh, yet. He's only two. But um, Now you don't have to be yeah, crossing your fingers. And that's, I mean, this is sort of why you know, I can see people like throw up their hands and be like, ah, scientists don't know anything. Can't even decide whether the Brontosaurus is real or not. Anyway, there have been about 50 different poke names. And Richard of York, he was born in 1411. And it says, in the end, all of York's efforts were in vain, for the French took Pont Pontois. Poncio. Let's not have a segment of the podcast where I have to pronounce French. Speaking of mnemonics. Yes. 
And Guy Fawkes. Is that how you pronounce his name? Guy Fawkes? Oh, the pronunciation mask is on the other face now. It's Guy Fox. Guy Fox. Like, if there were multiple hawks. But it's a little bit different than, like, what does the fox say? But it's subtle. Oh, oh, yeah, like fox versus fox. Yeah, it's a little... It's like caught versus caught, which I can't usually... I say them all caught. Anyway. Finish this mnemonic. Okay. Remember, remember. The mm-mm of mm-mm-ber. Yeah, it was remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I see no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. That's a very poor mnemonic. <laughs> yes. Like Reggie Biv. It could be to anything. It doesn't even rhyme or anything. And also, and also, the thing that you want to remember is in the middle of a sentence. Right, exactly. It's not the first, it's not the end. It could be, remember, remember the 3rd of November. Like It could be, remember, remember it, the 5th of December, right? Or yeah. The whole reason of using a rhyme is so that you can, like, double-check you didn't get it wrong, right? And, like, they have all these extra words at the end, which could be, like, a checksum or something, <laughs> but instead they just use them to reiterate how important it is to remember this mnemonic, <laughs> which you've probably already forgotten. A, a mnemonic that's bad in a similar way is... 30 days have <laughs> you can put anything in the middle like 30 days have november march april december well how would you improve on that i don't know but that is not <laughs> it doesn't help me remember people are good at remembering things i'm shocked my my two-year-old he can't this is there's going to be a recurring segment which is just the linguistic development of a human as viewed from my sample size of one um he can only say three word sentences he's maybe i've heard him say i think three forward sentences so far in his entire life three word but like uh is it three one syllable words or sometimes two syllable words so it doesn't matter how many so it's not this number of syllables that's the uh, uh that could be a factor maybe i mean it's, it's more the words you know or it's the concept i mean like daddy drink water you have to there's a subject and a verb and an object i mean that's all that sort of requires a mental model of language but um he can sing entire songs, ah. right? He can sing all of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, How I Wonder What You Are, Up Above the World So High, Like a Diamond in the Sky, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, How I Wonder What You Are. He doesn't know any of those words or sentences, right? I mean, he right. knows star and diamond and sky, but like, and he, and you know, he'll miss a syllable here and a syllable there because he's just reciting right. the sounds. But my point is that 30 days have September, April, June, and November. Like, I can recite the sounds and then replay it and then be like, oh, those were the actual words that I just said, and that now it's a mnemonic. I guess, yeah, like if you have just been repeating that sentence many, many times, then those sounds get etched into your memory. Did I ever tell you the story of my friend who became a naturalized U.S. citizen? No. Okay, so um, his American natural-born citizen friends threw him a congratulations on citizenship party. Uh And at that party, he was talking about all the weird things like that they make you do to become a citizen. Uh And one he mentioned is you have to memorize this thing called the Pledge of Allegiance. But, like, it's so random. Like, nobody... American citizens don't actually know the Pledge of Allegiance, so why should I have to memorize it to become a citizen? But you do it in school, right? Apparently, my friend who, you know, was not born here didn't know that (laughs) because I said, what, are you crazy? Like, everyone who went to public school does. I I had to recite it every morning for, like... I mean, and he bet me $20 that I couldn't recite it. (laughs) It was the easiest $20 in my life. I was like, gosh, I wish I had gotten him to bet more money somehow. I could have hustled him. (laughs) But I I felt bad about the 20. I was like, couldn't believe it. Do they have a Pledge of Allegiance in China? Um, No. There's nothing you need to recite. But there's this thing called a radial exercise. So this is when, if you're in school, 
In the morning, between the third or fourth period-ish, everyone has to go out in the playground and they will play some music and then you have to do exercise to the rhythm. Mm. And it's supposed to like stretch your head, stretch your shoulders, you know, stretch your legs well, that, and all that. That's wonderful. Is the music patriotic in some way or is it just... No, 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 no. So the, I haven't gotten to that part okay. yet. So every day you have to do that except Monday. At the same time slot where oh. you're supposed to do the exercise. On Mondays, we have a flag raising ceremony. Okay. Which is basically you face the flag, they play the national anthem, and then you watch the flag go up to the top of the pole. Watching a flag go up just as an activity is kind of weird. <laughs> like, But like reciting the Pledge of Allegiance is weird. Yeah, but I mean... It's it's weird in like the indoctrination sense, but it it means something in the sense that the words you're saying mean something. I mean, you're also singing the national anthem as you watch this. Oh, they are. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were all just sitting sitting in silence, just like, yep. No, no, no. There is no. a flag. Yeah. It's going up. Looks like about <laughs> ten more seconds before we get to go back inside. <laughs> Great. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. How do you like? Um, this is a thing that like my friends were into the Olympics, which yeah, uh, this could be another segment. Uh. Jeremy rags on the Olympics. What does the phrase rags on mean? Oh, ooh, uh, rags on. It, I mean, it, it disparage, criticize. Disparage, okay. Mock. Say something bad about. Say something bad about, yeah. But you know what's interesting is that rags, the only other usage like that that I think of as similar is like sometimes rag is a term for like newspapers, like trashy, gossipy, or like uh -huh. yellow journalism Tabloids. kind of newspaper okay. kind of things where it's like, like you wouldn't typically refer to like the New York Times investigative journalism unit as a rag. Uh -huh. It'd be more like um, the evening rags or whatever were, you know, all the stir about, you know, the great Gatsby, you know, throwing his shindig or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, but I don't actually... It, is, is the sense of criticize related to... That's what I'm... I'm purely speculating. Okay. Uh, so now this is the part where I ask you whether we just continue in ignorance or we stop and awkwardly uh, look on our computers. We can make a note and come back to it later. Oh, yes. Oh, th this is the teaser to get our listeners to come back to episode next episode. <laughs> and, of course, the listeners have three choices. One, hold their breath till the next episode comes out. Or B, look it up themselves <laughs> immediately because <laughs> we're not the boss of them. Or three, forget and not care because they don't actually care. So right. choose your own I mean, adventure, listener. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they, uh, I like to rag on the Olympics sometimes. But some of my friends who are really into the Olympics, one of the fun games that they play is rating the national anthems uh -huh. on sort of musicality and content. Right. The only other national anthem I know is O Canada uh, because they play it before major sporting events alongside the U.S. anthem if one of the teams is Canadian. Which is the same tune as My Country Tis For Thee, right? No. Oh Canada, my home. Oh wait, and I I I land. got it mixed up. So the United, the, the UK's national anthem. I don't know how to sing it. Which is um something something for the Queen God, or something for the oh, King. Oh yes, it's God save the Queen. God save the Queen, which is the same. I, I, I think. I guess as... it changes to God save the King. Oh, you know where rags would come into play is like newspapers writing about the British royalty. That would be a perfect usage of how I think of it. Like the kind of newspaper that's really obsessed with you know following the princes and princesses in their lives or whatever. I sort of put that in the same category of Olympics that I'm just not that into pomp and circumstance. Anyway, O Canada. You were saying O Canada. Yes. Um, I remember my dad saying that he thought objectively O Canada is like a nicer anthem. Like the Star Spangled Banner is very, it's like specifically written about a battle that I think over half of Americans would not even know the war that this battle is taking place, which is pretty funny. I believe, I, I think if I remember correctly, it's the War of 1812, which was sort of like U.S. Revolution Part 2, you know, 40 years later or whatever, the British gave it another go or something. 
you know, I, I guess it's a little bit weird to base your entire national pride based on, like, we won this one battle in this one place at this one time. And it wasn't, like, the Battle of Thermopylae or some, you know, <laughs> you know battle that echoes through the ages. Uh, the 300 Spartans. Uh, no one's going to be making a movie 2,000 years later about the Battle of Baltimore and the War of 1812. I mean, it's like the message applies, right? Like, There's nothing in the wars itself that refers to this specific battle, right? It's very generic. Um, It's a little generic, but the bombs bursting in air, the rockets red flare, gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It, it is, it's sort of a metaphor that, like, d- despite all the whatever the world throws at America, its flag will keep standing. Yeah, so yeah, it, it works as a metaphor or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Lane Memo Miranda uh, on The Tonight Show or something it, uh, freestyled a rap that was like, I've got so much love to give to all the colors of the rainbow, like Roy G. Biv, which is a pretty clever in, rhyme. In, in Hamilton? No, <laughs> just in one of his late night show appearances. Oh, okay. okay. Um, how many presidents have there been with the same last name? But there's two Adamses, two Bushes. I'm trying to remember if there's any I'm missing. Was, was there another? There's certainly Johnsons. Lyndon Johnson. Oh, yes, there were two Roosevelts. There were, no, no, that's Andrew Jackson and Lyndon Johnson. Never mind. If it weren't for the popular movie, I, I probably would never even heard of it. Um, the popular much movie? Much less memorized it. V for Vendetta? Yes. I thought it was a game. Is there a game called V for Vendetta? I think you're thinking of something else. Dial M for Murder. Uh, that's a old movie, I think, or book. Do you want to go through a set of practice before? Sure. From a quarter to two to a quarter past two. How many minutes? 30 minutes. What is a quarter of 96? Uh, 20. If I give you a dollar and take back two quarters, how much do you have? 50 cents. True or false, the B in BMW stands for Bavarian. False. True or false, Mike is usually short for bicycle. False. <laughs> Who killed Alexander Hamilton? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. French, German, British. Which one is not a language? British. Who's the singer of Never Gonna Give You Up? Rick Astley. They all ran after the farmer's wife. Who did? Three blind mice. Planets of the solar system. What's between Venus and Mars? Earth. The US flag has how many red banners? Seven. So far, how many questions have you gotten right? Nine. The B in BMW stands for Bavarian. This one is true. What's IBM? Business machines? No, BMW. Oh, funny. I, didn't you say IBM? No, I said BMW. Oh, okay. We'll, <laughs> we can we'll go back to the tape. True or false? The B in BMW stands for Bavarian. <laughs> I thought you said IBM. And then I thought you said Barbarian, so I was very confused. Like, bice and bice, bike is short for bicycle, mm-hmm. but it skips the... It should really be bice, short for bicycle. But I wonder if bike bike was ever bice and then somebody changed it. There's also a motorcycle in my neighbor's garage, and I was thinking, like, how come we don't shorten motorcycle to Mike or more or moat? Motors. What, what is supposed to... If bicycle is bike, then motorcycle is motor. Uh, yeah, 